0: Great, hello everyone, welcome back to the Lightside F1 podcast. A lot to talk about today, so let's just dive right in. Uh, First Grand Prix of the year. Uh, You guys' initial impressions?
1: Um, It was pretty good, I Uh, mean, I think the qualifying was much more exciting than the actual race, but all in all, 7 out of 10, probably.
2: uh, Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, I go slower. Laura. I'd give it like a six, honestly, just because. um, I think the Doesn't racing you was enjoy the you racing getting
1: overtaken <laughs> by Alonso. <laughs> no,
2: no, but like on a on a sep- like yeah okay yeah like obviously watching Lewis the Mercedes get split was not fun, but I think on a separate note, I I, I mean you change the regulations for closer racing and you know, like, yeah. more overtaking, and you saw, like, a little bit of overtaking, but, like, mm-hmm. you just saw Red Bull sort of dominate the field by, like, a, a minute, and probably more than a minute for the rest of the midfield. So, like, um, it's, it's a good race, like, um, 6 out of 10, but, like, you know, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it as much as I used to enjoy the Barian races.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, For me, I'd say probably a 7 out of 10. Um... I think, if you ignore the front two, then it was pretty exciting um a lot of really strange positioning uh, I think everyone had a lot of people had alpine pretty far up, and for some well uh Alpine is a situation on their own, so I guess we'll just start <laughs> off with that uh Estherman Alcon got three time penalties today um yes. his first one he got a five second for the uh, improper placement in the grid slot, which they showed, like, a very small view of. It's, like, something very minor, but uh, because well, it was in the wrong spot, can, then... You could
1: tell... You could see all the other cars lined up, and you could see the little yeah, then the marking like line, and, out, and he yeah. was, like, totally over it. So. Yeah. And he saw yeah. it. I was he like, got saw it, that. You could see him trying to, yeah. like, put um, into a different gear in reverse, but then it just...
0: Yeah. Um, And then after that, he got another 10-second time penalty because they didn't serve his 5-second one right. And then they serve so a ten second time penalty they correct? So they have Fifteen didn't seconds.
1: Serve it right. They like no. It started wasn't the, working on it like right away.
0: It? No, they didn't. They, they got close to it, but they said it was like point zero yeah. four seconds.
1: It really looked like they're yeah. like ready, like no, no. They, they were, had, like, like too okay, so
0: they get really close. Um, but somebody touched the car. Point point zero four seconds before the five seconds is up, so they give another time penalty, and then yeah, it, they pulled them early. Um, and then. On the total opposite side of the spectrum, Pierre Gasly, in my opinion, should have been the candidate for driver of the day instead of Fernando Alonso. Like, Fernando, yeah. Uh, He went from P20 to P9, and maybe in another lap, probably would have had P8. Uh, Stellar drive from him. You got to see some really good overtaking. You got to see the real pace of that Alpine. And it makes you wonder, like, if he actually started um, higher than P20 uh, than where he might have ended. But realistically speaking he did get P nine and mm-hmm. in my opinion probably driver of the day. Sure. What do you guys thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I mean um, I was surprised. Because his no. qualifying was not great, so um
2: I think in that car he should have been able to get the P nine, so like it wasn't very surprising. that car was like like the what the P9? Fourth fastest car on the grid last year, so I think yeah in that or fifth. Wait, yeah, was it fifth? Fourth? No, fourth. Yeah, he should have been a That sh- that should have been the minimum for him, honestly. So I wasn't mm-hmm. too. I was like that was the expectation for me. So I wasn't too impressed by it. Um, but I want when it comes to Esteban Ocon, I mean, it was just like Terrible. he just thought like it was just like. It, just kept beating on him. Like Yeah. And like speeding in the pit lane, okay, that's a dead penalty. That's like a you give it to him like immediately. Although he claims yeah. that he's been doing it all, all his career. So um, yeah. but I mean I think Alpine's performance uh average compared to what they could have achieved this for this race.
0: Yeah. Um on the other side of the coin that was fighting for P four last year, McLaren uh, okay. not a good day for yeah. them.
1: I'm wearing the Danny today, the Danny Rick merch. Um, I gave up on <laughs> my McLaren stuff.
0: Oh, no. Just... So McLaren, uh, Oscar Piastri, they're saying that his steering wheel was a problem. They changed the steering wheel, decided that it wasn't that. They pulled him. That was the first ENF of the race. Um, thankfully, there wasn't the safety car because he was in the pit lane for it. Um, and then Lando was having another problem. And I guess at some point, they just started running it like a practice session. Like, they had him in, I think, what does he have, like, four or five pitch stops? And they just kept on, like, changing something about it, like, kept it pumping air into the engine.
2: Yeah, I think he, lo- he had, like, a loss of, like, uh, was it pneumatic pressure or something like that? So they had to keep pumping air. I mean, I've seen it before, I think. Yeah. I think it's happened to Lando, like, a, I think last season happened to him once. I think the same thing, so. um, yeah. Or yeah. it was either him or Stroll, but. Yeah, that was, like, that was just an implosion on an epic yeah. scale for McLaren. Like, first race of the season to, like, and, go through that. Yeah. Oh, that was a rough day for them.
0: Yeah, I guess i like, I mean, this is really bad for them, particularly because uh, last year they had the same problem. And this year they come in uh, already at the back, like, feeling one of the slowest in the midfield. And then to have your rookie DNF and your top driver who got best the rest of last year he can't even bring the car home it's not a good look i mean i can't we all i think we all predicted them at least in top seven this year but it's looking like there's a lot of contenders for that now
1: yeah i saw um, a, a meme where it was like like listing them and mclaren was under williams but williams was like at the top with like the midfield so it's like yeah. they're they're the new um, bottom
0: Let's talk about Alfa Romeo. I mean, Valtteri Bottas bringing home a P8 finish first race of the season. It's I a mean, pretty quiet race for him, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He got uh, a couple overtakes in the pits, but then got overtaken on track. Almost got overtaken by Pierre at the very end, but did not uh, finish his P8. Really solid points finish for them on the first uh, weekend. And then Joe got his second fastest lap of his career. Um I think it was like a one thirty three one or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but um, that's the second one on top of his one that he got in Canada last year. So, starting to show that he can put in that very last type of fast time, I guess. Um, You guys think we're gonna see some points finishes, like some more solid points finishes from him this year?
2: I think he needs it if he wants to keep the seat. Like Mm -hmm. Theo Rocher is right, is sitting in the wings. Like, and he's, I think Theo Rocher is incredibly talented, obviously. So I think he needs he
0: got. Yeah, Theo Porcher, or it's actually Theo, but Theo Porcher actually scored the win in the future race today by 19 seconds, which in an F2 race is quite a substantial margin. Um, Yeah. So yeah, he's probably just breathing down Joe's neck like, hey, (laughs) that C's looking awful nice. So uh, I think Joe needs to put up a bit more of a battle against Valtteri this year, but um, I can see him scoring more points than he did last year.
2: I mean yeah he um, didn't def- I think I think you definitely get some good points I think you'll get points but you know whether yeah. it's enough to keep that seat because eventually when they turn to Audi um, you know they're gonna want their own I have a feeling they're gonna want a German driver in there um, yeah. and whether it's Valtteri I think, I think Valtteri and, uh... they, yeah I think whether it's Valtteri giving up Valtteri or giving up one of the younger guys whether it's Joe or um, um I think I think all three seats are like all both seats are up for grabs at some point. It just depends yeah. on you know who performs the best at this point. Mm-hmm. But otherwise solid um, solid try for Valtteri, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh next up team, another team that kinda disappointed today, uh Hass, Nico or uh not Nico. It is Nico, Nico Hulkenberg. Uh Calling back from a P8 qualifying, I mean, he's shown he's got some one-lap pace. Uh, uh, Pre practice, two and three, he got like P5 and then P6, was it? Um, and then he gets P8 in qualifying, so he's got the one-lap pace. But I think um, collision with Esteban at the start of the race, uh, and he fell back just continuously after that. He finished behind K-Mag, who started off in 18th, so uh, not a good day in the office for Haas and maybe Gunter Sider not having a good time with that.
2: Um, I think uh, I think it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a couple races for Hulkenberg to get up to um, actually racing for points because I think, yeah, he's been out of the sport. He's only had, like, what, two races per season to actually, like, yeah. drive. He only drove for two races last season to get acclimated to these cars. And also the damage, I'm sure, didn't help his race pace. So... Yeah, um, I think it's gonna maybe take a couple races for them to understand the new car and um, understand where Hulkenberg stands on on a race day. Because obviously, quality, he can pull it out, but I think it's mm-hmm. gonna take a couple races. And they'll score points. Obviously, I think they'll they'll get there. But I think it's gonna take a couple races for them to get there.
0: Yeah. Um, Claire, walk me through Aston Martin. Uh, some interesting things going on with them. Oh
2: yeah, yeah
1: um i saw a video of lance uh during the driver's parade or when they were on the grid taking pictures and he put his hands just on his hips and he flinched um so i mean i don't think that wrist is fine i don't know how he did the race um he did great though i mean he he fought with george um he did the he undercut george and it worked i think Mm. right yeah and, yeah. yeah, he beat him um, just out of the pits. Yeah, he beat him out of the pits. He stayed calm. He just drove his race. Um, not too much action, but just you know, keeping the car on track was pretty much phenomenal with the state of a broken wrist and surgery and all that. And then <laughs> Alonso... Yeah, it's been... Sorry. No, no, go ahead.
2: So, I think it's incredible that he raced, that he was allowed to race, frankly. Cause mm-hmm. like, w- I mean, if you if the if the news is true, he has what two broken wrists, a broken toe, and you know like the fact that the FIA are, like allowing him to race and just say, yeah yeah it's fine. But like on the side, well, from, yeah, it's so, like oh but but Hamilton's jewelry is an issue. It's like where are your priorities at? Like the fact that he's allowed to race. Like I get well, like, it, you want to be there.
0: Yeah, they had him um so before Mike Crack could actually allow him to race, they did have him go through tests that they had to submit to the FAA. Um and he did pass all of them. So I mean, clearly he's capable enough to drive. Whether or not it's gonna be an escalating issue, we'll see in the future. But he did pass whatever tests that they had for him so he uh, was able to drive. Um I think the thing that most people were concerned about when he started driving the free practice sessions was like uh him screaming at his engineer, he's like, I can't turn this with my wrist. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the fact that it didn't seem to be much of a problem during uh, during the race was quite a shocker.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, a but Fernando
0: Alonso, uh, stellar overtake on Lewis Hamilton.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> dude, the Aston Martin is, uh, and I like, I guess in the words of the commentator, is so punchy on the brakes, like they can break so much later than everybody else and they get so much more traction than everybody else and the tire deck is insane like they have mercedes level tire deck red bull level breaking and i'm not sure they they're a bit more draggy than uh like the red bull in a straight line or like an Alpine in a straight line but they more than make up for what the rest of it um and then he gets a pretty clean overtake on science after a lockup uh one so he got an overtake on lewis into turn 10 and then he gets yeah uh
2: yeah And uh, then he gets Alonso. That That overtake was crazy. Oh yeah,
0: Uh, and then he gets an overtake on Carlos. Science coming out of turn ten. So clearly, that's a favorite spot of his now. Um, But another thing of his besides his racing is his commentary. Uh, (laughs) This is a great car. Uh, And after he passed Carlos, he's like, like, bye bye,
1: bye bye (laughs) to (laughs) Carlos. Yeah, after he overtook
0: him, you guys live in the dream right now. Uh, Definitely. Um,
1: I think um, I definitely that, think he could yeah, have uh, challenged Checo, if he made his overtakes a little bit earlier on. I think so. I mean, dude, he made it all the way to He has the twenty-four P30. seconds behind. I'm saying if he would have passed the other cars, or qualified ahead.
0: Yeah, I don't think he would have. I don't think anyone was contesting the Red Bulls. Like, if they were, no. if anyone was going to contest them at all. They, they, nobody in the field would be twenty four seconds behind the second Red Bull. Yeah. Check out could have pitted been second place comfortably.
2: That was that was that was a that was a twenty twenty Mercedes performance right there. That was like, <laughs> well, it's actually a twenty twenty
0: three Red Bull performance.
2: <laughs> that was a dominant. Yeah, I mean, but like, the, like you don't know, like even last season. Like, yeah, they dominated, but Ferrari put up a fight. Yeah. Whereas, um, in this case, like they, it was like clear-cut clear top. They finished ahead of Lewis by 50, 51 seconds. I yes. think 51 and a half or something like that. Yeah,
0: Max um, was ahead clear of third-place Alonso by 36 seconds. Like, that Honestly, is a wild margin. Without,
2: yeah, if he didn't have to stop twice, he probably would have, like, lapped the entire field at the pace he yeah. was going. He was just cruising out there. just So, like, I, which is why I think, like, this whole, like, regulation thing has sort of failed in some aspects. Like red bull like you had 2021 which was like all the way to the end a title fight you know there was overtakes it was very uh, it was a consistent sort of battle that they had with the midfield and the front runners yeah and then the moment you change regulations red bull is just cruised away and like the midfield is packed up but like you wanted more front end fighting so i don't know well okay, it's,
0: a I think of it, regs. Uh, it's similar to how it was in 2014 uh 2014 to 2016 it was all mercedes after the new regulation change and uh, I mean, everybody knows the W07, the W09, two fantastic cars to drive. Um what was the W07 got? It's the highest constructors' points in the history of the sport. Was it was 739, 33 podiums, 19 wins, and a 21 race season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think Red Bull are trying to put on a display like that. But, um, I mean, Red Bull, there's not much to talk about. We drove off into the sunset like we expected. Um Little strange in qualifying. Everybody thought they were going a little slow, especially in Q1, but then Q2 and then Q3, Max Max and check were the only two on the 129s. So, uh, yeah. Red Bull has definitely shown why they're a championship winner. Uh, a and they're looking bit like pissed kind of along that way. the way,
1: you think? Oh, yeah. I think there was actual. <laughs> minor problems with the car they had to change parts. I don't think they
0: had minor problems also the fact that Checo managed to qualify P2 and only a 10th off of Max and then what he said is a compromised car flat out just that's like the biggest insult to the rest of the field um off the topic of Red I Bull mean, though right, yeah man. keep on
2: I don't know like what was the defi- what was compromised about the car he I, just I didn't like
0: the know. balance of the car
2: Alright, Well, that isn't his unbalanced. His car is better than everybody all. else's balanced car. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like when Lewis's twenty twenty car was like imbalanced. it was like, well, you know, it's not really imbalanced by any yeah. measure. It was like, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a domination. It was a good, yeah, good credit where credits due. That that car, mm-hmm. the cars, that car's a rocket ship, and uh, yeah. uh, it's um, just like, yeah.
0: So on, the other, team, the, <laughs> on ah. the other Red Bull team, on the other Red Bull team, uh, Nick DeVries, you gotta feel bad for him. He was the only one of the midfield runners who didn't stop for the soft tires during the virtual safety car, and I mean, he was just freewheeling backwards at that point. Everybody was taking him as yeah, did not help his case. And then Yuki, of course, on the soft tires, overtaking his teammate, um, constantly putting in that challenge for P10, but getting held off by Williams. So, I think yeah. they have some pace, but Nick DeVries, not quite the start he would have wanted.
1: Just, I mean, K-Man you know, finished in front of him. Like,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, but, yeah, true, but I think I think it's an unfortunate sort of strategy call, and I think it's, mm-hmm. it's something that, I think, you know, he spent so much time at Mercedes, and, you know, I think he's watched Lewis and George and Lewis and Valtteri challenge strategy calls. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think eventually, I think it'll take some time, but I think he'll get there, and you know, eventually, strategy will come towards him at some point. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just an unfortunate sort of situation to be in. Where did Yuki finish? Uh, he Yuki finished, finished eleventh. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it's evident that they didn't get the car completely wrong. Like the pace clearly is there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they were challenging Albon for tenth place kind of tells you where they're at, but. Um, um, Let's, jump, just to I like the, the Let's jump to that. Let's jump to this. Right.
0: Williams, right? <laughs> Alex Albon, P10. Logan Sargent, best of the rookies finishing P12. Uh, fantastic outing from them. Uh, their car is rapid. Just straight rapid. They managed to keep the straight line speed that they had. Um, Alex Albon finishes in the points in his first race back with the team. A Logan Sargent. I mean, the guy's got pace and we can all see it uh yeah. almost out qualified lando in his first session the only reason he didn't is because he didn't set the lap time first but he set the exact same I lap time so bad for to him also, yeah yeah um but i mean clearly he's got the pace he's definitely fighting out there um
1: rookie of the year i think most... is his to lose at this point yes
0: um and i think the other important thing to notice is that uh williams have done all this without a technical director um, which is maddeningly impressive, the fact that they don't have anybody working on their floor or anything, um, I'm glad we have feet in the frame, Jakob.
1: Yeah, yeah. move your
2: camera.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, William's doing really good, college students. uh, Go. college students. Um, I was gonna say, oh, but Alex Albon did point out something interesting today, uh, the one thing that the Williams has always been susceptible to with the new regulations is, um, I guess, fast air, if you will, a gust of wind uh, And say there wasn't much. So he's uh, he said it might not be representative of what it's normally like. So maybe we have to watch out for that in Saudi Arabia or some other races uh, where it might be a little more gusty. But still, great outing for all- Williams today, especially for a team that everyone thought was going to be at the back of the field. So... Mm-hmm. Big for me, and I'm happy about that one. Um, yeah, Jacob, um, let's talk about the Mercedes. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, don't I was going to say
1: about that <laughs> in our last episode, Jeremy, who's not here right now, um, he predicted Alex would get P10, and we were all kind of like, what are you talking oh. about, dude? <laughs> even even in, uh, Patrick, the big Williams fan, wouldn't know. even say that.
0: Oh, so, I'm not ready to say it.
1: Yeah, but uh, that was good. Good finish Mm. for Williams. Okay, move on to Mercedes if you'd like.
0: Yeah, Jakob, Uh, lots to talk about in Mercedes today. Um, Lewis said during his post-race interview that they're clearly uh, the fourth fastest team now and moving backwards, if you will.
2: Yep, I agree with that sentiment right there. Mm. I mean... Um, Keep going. No race space they showed mild race pace in the hands of lewis nothing mm-hmm. great nothing spectacular george didn't roll it. i don't know george finished p6 Seven. i think p7 yeah behind hans stroll of all people you
0: know, yeah he got undercut
2: again had no race pace on, on his side so i mean i don't know i think he couldn't overtake the ferrari with drs and the ferrari yeah, was, that's like, true. The, like the tires are probably like gone mm. so like Um, you know, I don't, I think the concept needs to change. I think, um, I think they're, I think they're expecting a big concept change at Imola. Mm -hmm. So I think the concept definitely needs to change on that side of things. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I think if they can get more downforce on the court and like, sort of, you know, get somewhere with quality pace and race pace, I think they'll be in it because it's not that big of a gap right now. Yeah. (sighs) At least, like, get ahead of Aston
1: Martin. like. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's proving to be they're a difficult thing to do this year, you know? If Aston Martin's not the butt of the joke anymore. They are someone to be taken seriously. Which
2: is, it's just absurd. It's absurd. It's... I don't understand what happened.
0: Yeah, we'll jump to I that in understand. a second. I just want to finish running into the teams real quick. Um, who else was there, actually? I feel like there's a team I was missing.
2: Ferrari. Oh,
0: Ferrari. Yeah, so clearly Ferrari have New not. New same Ferrari. New yeah, years New Year's, same Ferrari. Ferrari. Clearly, they have not resolved their engine issues, and rather than rearing its ugly head during the fourth race of the season, it's reared its head in the first. So, uh, Charles driving a very comfortable P3 and then just falling off. Um, and clearly, they still have their tire deck problems as well because Carlos literally saying over team radio if he's to push against uh, Fernando Alonso for P3, he, there's no way he's maintaining it. Um, he managed to hold against Lewis for P4, which is good, but uh, the two same issues they had last year, the same two issues they had this year, just too much tire dag, and not sure if this is a constant unreliability thing, but it's something that we've come to expect from them in this new era of cars, so it makes you kind of worry about the Haas and the Alfa Romeo on top of the Ferrari because they both run out the Ferrari engines.
1: Uh, yeah, so if I could just shortly lift off, list off what, what I showed you earlier, Patrick. Um, yeah. They, so, they already had to... Well, first, okay, Q1 qualifying, right? Charles Carr fell apart, caused a red flag, and messed everything up for everybody. Anyway. Yep. Okay, next time, next up, we've got... Um, the, the race hadn't even started yet, started yet and uh, they had to change the, the power unit battery where you get to, um, for the whole season, before the first race, they had to change the first power unit battery, and then... Um, Next, they had to change the control electronics, also, where you, you only get, get two, of. two of. This is before the first race, before the lights go out. Um, And then, you know, his engine kind of gave up. They said that it didn't, like, break or anything. It just kind of, like, blacked out the control electronics. So it seems like he's probably going to have to take a penalty in Jetta.
0: The race of the season. That the is crazy. The second race
1: of the season, yeah. And then Science, Science was complaining that the car was bouncing too much. And I yeah. go, the, on the team radio, they go, we are checking. <laughs> like, <laughs> again, it just, they, they seem <laughs> unprepared to answer team radio calls. Like, they don't know what's going on with the car parts. Mm. Disappointing.
0: Um, yeah. So we all made predictions for our top 10 uh, last Episode, episode for the race preview. On the race review, the number uh, we've kind of calculated who got the most right, who got the least. Me and Jacob tied for the least right. If you guys go back and watch the previous one, um, the only thing that I got right was that Carlos Sainz got fourth. I didn't even predict Max in first. So, that was my only one. Uh, and the only one, that, the only one that Jacob got right was predicting Max but get first. Uh, Claire is second. Uh, she got three. She got Max in first. Carlos in fourth. And George Russell in seventh um so good on you but jeremy surprised us all he uh said max Verstappen first place correct carlos science fourth lewis hamilton fifth valtteri botas in eighth and alexander albon in tenth that is some insane foresight that's a 50 i mean out of 20 drivers in the grid you pick 10 to put in your top 10 and he's got five out of ten that's impressive position yeah
1: that's exactly
0: yes um but yeah, so we're keeping tally of those. Uh, so right now, Jeremy is heading us all, uh, and Claire gets a pretty solid one. Jakob, we gotta gotta kick it up, man. It's, <laughs> it's not uh, enough.
2: We'll
0: um, on another type of keeping up type of thing. Um, again, Claire said it before. If you want to join our F1 fantasy for the podcast, um, just drop a, a comment below, and we'll get you in there. Uh, but for our F1 fantasy. Uh who's sitting at the top of the table Claire?
1: You are
2: I was <laughs> <your second laughs> sitting at the top okay, of the, it, of the I, table. I don't think I'm in the one with the big group so like I don't think the you're the one with the biggest. People.
0: Yeah. Uh what three is your of highest us, who, score? I You're, I just, you're at the I bottom haven't... of the three of us. Oh.
1: You have 143 <laughs>
0: points. I have 148 and then Claire has 209.
1: I don't know exactly but
0: Something like that. Um, but in the main group, my second team actually has the most points out of anybody with two hundred and sixty-nine points. Um, followed by actually, somebody we might Honestly pretty yeah.
1: low because I think max points was like three seventy seven or something. Well,
0: okay, so I actually had max as my DRS first.
1: No no, Here, no I'll pull like, it up real like quick. The maximum amount of points you could have gotten from the race and the qualifying and everything was like three seventy seven. Was like, it something? Yeah. So, we're not doing um, great internationally, globally, no.
0: but it's um, not before, doing great
1: either, so that's what I'm happy about. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking I to you the game, um, you, your fantasy, <laughs> but it's a long, long season, so.
0: Long season. Uh, long season. Also, me and Jakob have a little thing going, because um, I know how much he hates Max Verstappen and Red Bull, so uh, Jakob is not allowed to use Red Bull or Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez is still open to him, and I will not use Lewis Hamilton or Mercedes, but George Russell is still open to me. (laughs) That being said, I think I'm okay with not using Mercedes right
1: now. (laughs) They didn't do uh, 4 them.
0: No, but I think Red Bull, I mean, they're guaranteed to bring you a massive haul of points. I don't think anybody's going to bring on points like that. You can put your. I'm pretty sure most people can probably put their DRS boost on uh, Max Verstappen in their F1 Fantasy, which just doubles the points, and they're guaranteed to make a huge haul of points.
2: Yeah,
1: and I if you have you Red got Bull, you are And you get. if you had the DRS boost, you got 70 points just for having Max with the DRS.
0: There we go. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, on my second team, I have Max Verstappen, uh, who gets first place, Carlos Sainz, who got fourth, Fernando Alonso, who got third, Pierre Gasly, who made the most overtakes out of anybody, um, and Alex Albon, who finished 10th, and Williams. And then for my teams, I have Red Bull, <laughs> who gets both their drivers to Q2, and Alfa Romeo, which I'm not sure how they fared, but uh, pretty good. Pretty solid team. Yeah. Uh, now, On the other end of the spectrum, I also have the second lowest scoring team. (laughs) Uh, My team three has all three of the drivers that did not finish. So I have Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris, and Esteban Alcon, all of which who didn't finish the race. So it's guaranteed loss in points. Uh, I have Ferrari and Alpine, who, again, not a good outing. Uh, And then Sergio Perez is basically the only one who brought me points. Uh, Claire, you want to go over your top team?
1: Um, yeah, sure. Oh, no, I can't, because I'm screen recording.
0: Oh, I'm fortunate. I mean, I think you can do um, my team now. Can you not? Can I? Oh, I can. Look at that. Okay, Claire's okay, number one team is third in our current league, and she has Max Verstappen with the DRS boost. Uh, she has Lewis Hamilton in there. Um, oh, it actually tells me how many points you brought. So, Max brought you 70 points. Lewis brought you 19 uh Fernando alonso brought you 39. Alex Alron brought you 13, and then you have Kevin Magnussen who brought home a lowly eight. Um however Ferrari brought home thirty-one points for you, and Aston Martin brought home fifty-two. Nice. So Aston Martin uh is Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso are probably giving you the biggest bang for your buck. Uh thirty-nine points and thirty-two points respectively. That is a lot of points to bring home. Uh but yeah. So again, if you if anyone wants to join our F1 fantasy, uh, let us know. We'll get you the code, um, get you in there, and see if you guys can top me in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, um, Ezra yeah, from Superfan Racing is like yes. P2. in it right Yes, now. he is. Yeah. Oh, uh, two hundred forty-seven. Good merch. Guys should look him up on Instagram
0: yeah if you guys watched um episode one of the podcast actually i am wearing one of them uh super cool merch definitely go check it out um and we might have him on here soon hopefully um yes that'd be really cool uh Ezra, if you're watching <laughs> give us some love um but outside of that uh qualifying was super exciting this year um what was this going race, yeah. on with the yeah, yeah this race? Um, what was going on with the Ferrari trying to test out using medium tires in Q one? I don't know.
1: Beyond Jacob, me. What do is- you think?
2: Oh uh, well, I just go back to the same old ad. It's New Year, same Ferrari. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't. really know. I. I don't think I didn't watch. I watched the highlights because I didn't wake up with qualifying, mm. but. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think Ferrari clearly something was not working. DNF strategy trouble. Like you, we made we had this big hype train about Frederick Vasseur and yeah, just like it's just like disaster for the first race, essentially, yeah. in my opinion. What well, it was it's... easier P two P three became a P three, begin with DNF and a P four. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and also they just clearly lacked race space. Like they got destroyed by Red Bull and Aston Martin caught up to them like it was nothing. Like Aston Martin are clearly I Oh, okay. Aston Martin, Aston Martin, Martin they...
0: caught up to Carlos. <laughs> I don't
2: Martin, think Aston Martin I guarantee you would have caught up to Charlotte Clinton had he stayed in that race and maybe a better start maybe that whole entanglement between Carl between uh Alonso and Stroll doesn't happen. Yeah. I think I think uh, Fernando Alonso comfortably beats Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz.
0: Interesting. So you think right now Aston Martin probably second fastest in the grid?
2: Yeah, 100%. I think they're second right. fastest.
0: Um, and then, so that, if you take Lewis's words into consideration, that means Ferrari third fastest in the grid, Mercedes pretty close?
2: I I think it's a tie between Mercedes and Ferrari, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, it's, it seems to me that um the mercedes has the pace i think i think this track just didn't suit their car like it's very yeah. real limited and their car was just like nowhere on race pace mm-hmm. so i think it's a very close uh for third place between ferrari and mercedes i think over the next coming next couple races we'll find out yeah who's so, faster but yeah
0: so after this first race of the season uh red bull clearly the favorites uh coming in and the favorites coming out uh hey, i mean
1: but season opener winning curse oh. I'm not I, think this is, I think
0: this i think this year it's getting broken i,
2: I can honestly see red bull winning every single season yes between them. Um, and George said it himself, so I think you know. I think it's like
1: George said yeah. it, but like Mercedes some... are being so harsh right now on themselves. Like I'm hoping this is like I mean, rightfully so. Honestly, Honestly not a they,
2: they, I they write they should be even more harsher on themselves. Like this has been a shitbox car for two years. <laughs> I've had to deal with it. Mercedes <laughs> has had to deal with it. Worst of all, Lewis Hamilton has to deal with that shitbox of a car. So either you. Either you figure it out, or I definitely think I was reading an article the other day actually that that says that Lewis Hamilton could easily not sign his contract and go like potentially go to Ferrari or something and like Mm. just like leave Mercedes because like this car is not working. Is Ferrari better though? Yeah, that's also true. Why would you go to Ferrari? (laughs) it's a fast car, like, reasonably fast car compared to the Mercedes. Like, that's at least, like, I don't know. It's just,
0: it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so I think we see this year, Uh. this is a long-term prediction, but I think Red Bull are probably going to take it again. Max will probably take it again. And I don't think anyone's going to come close to them again. But this year, I think we're going to see a three-way punch out for second place between Aston Martin Ferrari and Mercedes. Um, yeah. And then, that means that All the other teams are going to be fighting for P5. Uh, I think the team that has the most ground to make up is definitely McLaren. I don't think there's anybody as far back as them right now. Um, The Williams, I mean, people were saying they would be P10. The Williams looks like they might be like a P8, P7 team at this point. Uh, They showed some serious pace. Um, I think topping that pack will probably be something like the Alpine. Um, Even though S. Alcon had his issues, I think like Pierre Gasly clearly showed that that car is still fast. Um, yeah. Alpha Romeo will probably be up there in the mix. Maybe he'll hold a P6 again. Uh, just because, I mean, it's not a slow car. And I think they'll bring home relatively low point scoring positions every race. Um, so I think they should be okay. And the Haas is also a really big unknown. Um, Nico Hulkenberg, K-Mag really need to start bringing home some. I mean, today was not a good showing from them. Um, yeah. obviously it wasn't helped by the collision, but just they need to bring it up to pace. Steiner, I mean, he got rid of, um, I'm forgetting it, Schumacher for the sole purpose of finding a more consistent point score, which Nico was. Um, but they need to get up to pace as soon as possible. Uh, and AlphaTauri, I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's, it's looking like it might be AlphaTauri fighting McLaren for last place um what what do you guys think
1: because jesus (laughs) christ yeah dude if if
2: that's the case if that's the case lando norris will be gone so quickly yes alpine will throw a freaking banger of a party (laughs) daniel Ricardo will throw a freaking banger of a party dude that dude's
0: he's swimming in that 21 million right now
2: He's he's making it rain and he's making it rain in Monaco. He's just like yeah, that's what you get.
0: <laughs> and I mean, Oscar Piastri, he's got to be questioning and his decisions right now.
2: There's yeah. a the consolation for you. You don't have to see Daniel Ricardo driving I the know. box anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I do feel feel good about that. I have come to terms, and I'm happier for him to not be there with it, that team yeah. right now because yeah. Lando is uh, suffering. Um Definitely. Mark Webber is like going okay. I don't think this was the <laughs> right move. Um, I mean, Oscar and- Piastri,
0: he's got to be feeling it. Like he's probably there's no way he's not wondering like, why did I make this decision and what was the drama worth it? Because like yeah, well,
1: that all P- looks
0: great, and this McLaren does not feel good. Yeah um i mean lando at this point he's like this is the second year in a row with the opening uh race of the season and he's probably wondering like hey should i have taken that deal with christian horner to go to red bull at one point because like i think if lando norris and that red bull he's doing just as well as as checko so i mean he's yeah. gotta be wondering like who, is it really worth staying another three years with this team that's a long time to stay at the team that's that, like consistently moving backwards they went from P3 no, think, P4, to P5. And this year, yeah. it's... Yeah.
2: I think this season is going to be, like... Um, he's... I think this season is going to be his gauge on what McLaren can do for him. And he's also going to be keeping an eye out on Red Bull and... Ferrari and Mercedes. Because like, yeah. he's not going to take any, anyone else. Right, so, and what we want to do. So I think, you know, I think if this season goes... Terribly for, for example, for Mercedes and Ferrari in terms of just like not finishing P2 or P3 even for that matter. I think, um, actually, I think Lewis is just like, I'm out of here, like, I'm yeah. not dealing with this again. So, I think that's a good opportunity for Mercedes to get Lando because I don't think he's as good as George in terms of raw talent. I think George got the upper hand. Um, but, uh, if Ferrari would be like just completely. Disappear for from a title fight. I think. I think potentially you could see either, but I think you could see one or one of the one of the drivers is saying, "Mousa like you guys need to figure this out." And I think Lando yep. gets ins- inserted there. But he's definitely got options for the time. He doesn't have options right now, but I think by the end of the season he'll have yeah. something available.
0: To him. I don't think there's a team that wouldn't want Lando, honestly. No, um, yeah. but the one problem with Lando, like even if he doesn't like the car or the team at the end of the season. The problem is his buyout costs because he's so expensive. Like McLaren tied him down to a very expensive contract, and I have no doubt that there's almost no team on the grid that can pay for him. He's more expensive than Daniel Ricciardo, and you can see how much I hurt them to get rid of him. So, does uh, it come under the? I
2: don't. I do Does buyout cost come under the budget
0: cap? No, it does not. I don't think so. I
2: mean, but like, if Mercedes, it did, like-
0: even still, like, I mean, Mercedes didn't have to worry about paying off George because I mean the guy was cheap. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, coming yeah, from the Williams, makes I think 11,
2: I probably makes like two or three million a year <laughs> compared to Lewis, who plays like yeah.
0: F one manager, you can buy him. You, his contract has him for two million a year. Like, and yeah, I think I mean, Lando's making much, like yeah, twenty seven a year.
2: <laughs> yeah, he'll get so, a big contract. George will get yeah, a big contract.
0: Hundred percent. But circling back to what you said, I think that if it was Lando and George in the Mercedes seats, I think they're they're duking it out. Hundred percent.
2: I no, I don't doubt. I they will duke it out. I think Lando's incredibly talented. I just think George. I think George has a different mentality to him. I think George has that sort of like raw hunger for it. Whereas I don't know if Lando hasn't actually fought anyone of sort of superior, like an elite driver. Like he's only ever fought yeah. Carlos or the midfield. Whereas George has had a season against Max and Lewis, uh, Well, less of Max, but more Lewis and the Ferrari guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I I can't gauge jo- Lando. I can only gauge him against what I've seen, him man. I can only yeah. compare him to the midfield. I can't compare him to senior to the elite talents. And I think George being able to compete with Lewis and Every hold time his own he comes against him, George...
1: up against Lewis, though he like he does very well. Like think like last yeah, season. Yeah, but also like.
2: Uh, I, I, I think, in, I mean, in 2021, yeah, he defended Lewis pretty well in Austria, I think, for example, yeah, but that's really his at the same time so much talent. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's at the same time, it's only like those flashes, like consistent, yeah. like you can do it in a race, but consistently to fight an elite driver over a season is completely different, right?
0: Yeah. It takes think, it out of you, especially some. Yeah. Yeah, Good one. Uh so I think George now that he's actually in the Mercedes, you right. he does have that experience of fighting against the top drivers. Um I think we can't really tell how talented Lando would be in a seat like that until it actually happens just because like we all knew George would be talented, but we didn't know he'd be like hey I beat Lewis Hamilton and points type of talented even though like given the circumstances of the season, but Lando like you said he's never had to fight anybody else outside of the midfield and he fought like a very young carlos science and a very uh decrepit <laughs> daniel ricardo who was not enjoying the car um and he's also Dude. been on a team that hasn't been punching that? at the front <laughs> oh but, my God. i mean he's like daniel ricardo came from a team that was i mean they could have been moving forward and then he went to Renault, which terrible move uh, career move in my opinion but whatever and then he moves from Renault to a team that looks like oh, they're getting
2: huh I think he would have done a lot better if he had stayed at Renault. If he had 100%. just stayed with them, stuck it out 2021, and then started the new 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 regs with them, I think he would have done a lot better.
0: Hundred uh, percent, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, like Lando Norris hasn't had that opportunity to fight with a high level car against all the high level drivers. Um, with that being said though I think Lando has proven that he is the best of the midfield and I think he's done it on multiple occasions last year being foremost amongst them like he beat out Esteban Ocon who was P8 in the championship by like 40 points um, and a very bad McLaren. No offense of course but they're just not doing too hot. Um I would like to see him like race against George Russell in the same car. That'd be sick, because uh, then both of them will be drivers that came from driving shit boxes to driving a very nice Mercedes. Well, hopefully not a nice Mercedes, <laughs> but uh, that will time will tell how that goes. I think this year is most important for Lando because it'll tell him what Merced or what McLaren can do for him and it's most important for mercedes and lewis because it'll tell lewis whether or not it's like time to call it with mercedes and call call him the sport entirely.
2: Uh I don't I don't know if he calls it on the sport entirely. I think Yeah. I think he's motivated enough that he might find a seat at Ferrari or something. Mm. Um and you would hope that if it comes to that and if it comes to the point where he has to leave mercedes then um you would hope that he, He'd be able to help Ferrari out with their issues and sort yeah. of like sort of be that senior driver that Seb used to be and and sort of lead them t- to a sort of championship winning way. But I don't want to see that happen. Yeah, I'd like to see him win his eighth for Mercedes. I'd like for them to get the car right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like I think that's a worst case scenario for Mercedes and for Lewis particularly because adjusting to a new team at 39. Oh, if he turns thirty nine thirty nine this year, right? So Yeah,
0: he'll turn well, it yeah, yeah.
2: You know, along, Fernando and Seb do it just fine, so I think he will be I mean, fine. Fernando said like,
0: sixty is new forty, so 70, yeah, 40,
2: 30, twenty. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh I think it'll be difficult for him to say I mean it'll be difficult as any driver is, but I don't I don't want to see it happen. I'd rather see mm-hmm.
0: Oh, interesting thing I was thinking of earlier after Lance drove a very good race today, especially with the broken wrist. Um,
1: Wait, what about one of their the big collision?
0: Things... Oh, I'll, yeah, okay, so...
1: Right.
0: First off, the Aston Martin front wing has to be so strong because both of them hit somebody yeah. at their front wing and neither of them broke. So, that think did Fernando hit? Um, I think he hit Carlos at one point.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: um, but, like, those two front wings... Untouched is sick. Um, I
2: was surprised he didn't have a rear, touch, rear puncture after Lance hit him the Yeah, I was I was,
0: like, wow. I was I was talking to Claire about this actually. The new Pirelli tires, I mean, so sturdy. Like if that would have happened on the like the previous type of tires, the fourteen inch ones, um, rather than the current eighteen inch uh tires, I think hundred percent puncture. Uh but yeah. Um Lance Troll drove a very good race today. And one of the things that we were talking about previously was seeing how he matched up to somebody who still has that drive, has that hunger, and wants more. Um, in this case, it's Fernando Alonso instead of Seb. And, I mean, first race of the season, it's not like he was miles off of his teammate. He was actually driving a great race, especially given yeah. his like hand condition. So you can only wonder how well he would do if his hands were okay. And he was a bit more um, confident with the car. But, like... I mean, this is something that we've all been like seeing, trying to wait, like wait and see: is Lance for like a made man in Formula One? Uh, and I think right now he's he's definitely punching above that weight. I think he's good for a um, step. Yeah, yeah, good for a step. Uh, the thing is, his driving. I think while he's with Fernando, he won't beat him at all. But I can see Lance being like up there, like P seven, P six this year in the drivers if he keeps this up. Because today, fantastic race. The Aston Martin, great car. And once his hands get fully healed, you can only imagine how good he's going to be in the car. I mean, he's pulled a pole position before. He's, he has two podiums to his name. And, I mean, just great car underneath him.
2: I don't yeah. see it. I just, <laughs> I don't see it with Lance I <laughs> R- I mean, he obviously has talent. That's why yes. he's in F1. I just... If Mercedes were able to get that car right and sort of make improvements that catch Aston Martin or, mm-hmm. or uh, exceed exceed Aston Martin or get ahead of them, mm-hmm. I just can't see Launstroll like beating out George and Lewis. I mean, he did it once way, already. <laughs> He's only beat George, and yes. you know, cause, and we blamed that on the shift in the corner because that corner was just like nowhere today.
0: Well, it's but, also just a great um, strategy from Aston Martin. I mean, yeah. fantastic undercut. Like,
2: yeah but i just like on pure talent wise and it's all all things being equal cars being equal and stuff i just don't see sort of lance being able to beat out uh the both the ferrari drivers and george and lewis for um good points Mm -hmm.
0: um i don't know i can see it just like maybe not all of them maybe not even most of them but i can see him making up like one maybe two places over them um, I do think the car and his, I won't say Lance is like su- a super talented driver. Um, but I think he's probably most comparable to a driver like Seb, where rather than having like a extreme amount of talent, he makes up for it with an overwhelming wealth of experience that keeps coming his way. And I mean, he's now driven with a total of six driver's championships. And I have no doubt that his base experience combined with, uh, driving with Checo, and then combined with driving with Seb, and then now driving with Fernando, he's gonna be like a very experienced type of driver. you'll see it in the way that he drives. I mean, he's already getting much cleaner with his driving. It's not a lot of like random stupid shit. It's just better. I mean, today's race is very I mean, clean. I, think... for. I mean, you know,
2: he's a, he's generally a clean driver. It's just that hmm. he has flashes of being certain. Confidence yeah. as an F1 driver, and that's being harsh on him. I feel bad for that. Okay, he has flashes of you know doing dumb things. Yeah, but um, I think he's just he will. I think he will definitely have his moments where he's gonna drive. He's gonna like hit Alonso again. He'll definitely have it. Like there's <laughs> one thing for certain. Like Alonso will definitely have some stupid moment in the season. So um. Um, you yeah, know, I think he's talented. Just you know, my eyes are not that
0: talented i think the most i think the person i can see him probably reaching the heights of it maybe like a carlos science like experienced somewhat talented but i don't think world champion does that make sense
1: yeah for sure
0: um because i don't like watching them race i mean carlos versus charles last year i mean the last two years they've been fighting each other but i think now like with today's race charles was comfortably clear of carlos and i think towards the end of last year he also was um carlos might actually be settling in as a number two which sounds horrible but i mean it just seems like something that could happen i think that's the type of driver that lance will end up being like he'll be he'll start off as a driver like once he gets a teammate of course that he can viably fight with um he'll be a driver like he'll fall off and i think he'll probably be a driver that's most comparable to carlos
1: That's a reach. I don't
2: agree with that. Actually, I don't agree Mm -hmm. with that. I think Carlos is a little. I mean, I sure role wise, I think he will be a number two driver if he does stay in the sport for as long as, you know, for next. Let's say next. So when next regs come in, if he stays in the sport that long, he will be a number two driver. I think. I think you're giving a little less credit to Carlos. I think Carlos could potentially challenge Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he does, out, it, but
0: like he's like slowly falling back, and we can see it in the race space.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I say give him time. I think Carlos will eventually get there. I mean, okay, we've mm-hmm. given him three seasons to get to Charles's level, but I think, you know, at this point, it's you know, are you taking Carlos of POV? as you know, I'm a good, you know just as talented. You know, you're not, mm-hmm. but you're like you will get you, you. will challenge him at some point. you he always does. So I think yeah. It's just, uh, like, it's going to take time, I think, for all these guys. It's gonna...
0: Yep. For not Red Bull, um, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, good race today. Uh, A lot of interesting things happened. Um, Again, first race of the season, so we have 22 more races to go and six sprints. A lot of points up for grabs yeah. this year. Um, I mean, it's really not even about who's dethroning Red Bull at this point. It's who's punching for P2, who's punching for P5 uh that's all we got for you guys today um tune in next time uh there's no race next week so it'll be a one episode weekend but hopefully we find something fun to talk about <laughs> but for now i'm patrick
1: i'm claire i'm Jakob.
0: and that's the end we got for you guys
1: and it's lights up